It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. at it again with another shade of blue and another win over STL. Sporting Kansas City absolutely toasted those raviolis from across the state. We are the KC Soccer Journal. Please do go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. It would help tremendously our team of dedicated volunteers that we have here at the Journal. And I actually have a large gathering of our team here at the Journal. I brought in a horde to help us cover one of the most memorable nights in the history of those hallowed grounds at Children's Mercy Park. I have with me longtime fan, blogger, photographer, and just general thought leader among Sporting Kansas City Nation, Thad Bell. I've also got Robert Russert, former beat reporter and lyrical waxer for Sporting Kansas City. I don't know if that's a word. He's the English teacher here. You got to take that up with him. I have another true we'll 96er. Ben Gartland is here. He's the second longest tenured member of the KC no. soccer team. No, no, no. Oh. He's the longest. The longest. Here before mm-hmm. the bad. Here yes. before the founder. Yes. I'm not sure how that works, but Ben Gartland is here. Yeah. The three longest. There we go. The three longest. Cody, Thad, and Ben. The three longest tenured are here. <clears throat> and I also have joining us. That crazy fan from the broadcast that the cameras love, Nathan Jowers, is here with us. Bit of a wild card. I don't know how this is going to go. He's never been on the show, first-timer, but I've been meaning to kind of unleash him on the on the universe here. So oh, yeah, some, I'm going to share some great opinions here. So. <laughs> St. Louis fans are going to be at me, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe he's going to replace David for this podcast, who was, who was sick and could not join us. But let's dive into the game. Thad, that atmosphere last night, it was like the good old days. Fire marshal capacity, 21,650, the fifth time in stadium history. Man, I noticed it on the exit coming into the stadium, just that I actually had to wait at that exit to get in. I was like, oh, we are so back. But Thad, were you in front of the St. Louis fans at some point? I was in front of the St. Louis fans for most of the entire time. Uh I was in St. Louis too, and it was very enjoyable there because I got to hear them whine and complain. I didn't get to hear it as much here. They still they still remained loud. I mean, they had some diehard people going, but uh, South Stand was giving them crap the entire time. I appreciate that, and lots of photographers showed up for the big games that aren't there on a regular day. And yeah. I 
screw them. Screw them. You're there. You're there for every game and have always been since 96. I know you're feeling if there was ever, I always for years have been trying to get Thad tingly about this team. And that was, that was spine tingly last night. Very memorable. I was in the cauldron for it. I brought some casual fans who did not want to get there at 2 p.m. like the thousands of other people that did in the cauldron. So I didn't have a good spot. We were up on, you know, up behind it on the on the mezzanine. But it was a great view. Didn't hold anything back. It was uh, the the cauldron was what we remember it to be. It was loud, man. The roar from Ndenbe's goal, and it was spine tingly. Gives me chills, Thad. It was it was a lot of fun, man. I I can't say it was the best game I've ever been at for the feeling because that, that that would I will reserve that for finals. But that was damn fun, man. One of the most memorable of all time for sure. Ben Gartland, let's bring you in. We don't get to hear from you often. One of the most diehard fans of this team. What did you think of this game last night? Speaking of all time, this is going to be one of the best memories of this rivalry. Damn straight. You know, there are there are moments that define rivalries that the other uh, team can never take away. Whatever the Yankees' success, the Red Sox are always going to have that 2004 ALCS being the only team to come back for you. Mizzou's always going to have that win over Kansas in 2007. Um, Austin and the chance to go to the Big 12 championship. UNC's always going to be the team that uh, ended Coach K's career in the Final Four. And Sporting Kansas City is always going to be able to brag to St. Louis that, oh, yeah, you know, you had that really good expansion season, best expansion team, whatever. How did it end again? Oh, yeah, we waxed your ass. Wax that ass. So, He's a listener. No matter, no matter what happens, Sporting Kansas City always be able to hold that over St. Louis, and I am just elated. Yeah, it erased, for me, it erased that first drubbings they gave us because you can talk about that all you want as a St. Louis fan, but everybody knows how it ended. <laughs> and Ben, we're yeah, we're really absolutely. just we're really just gonna have to push through Ben's audio issues. He's coming to us from another dimension. He's in Chicago, yeah. so it actually makes sense that he kind of sounds like that, but it works, and I'm very happy he's here. Robert, we gotta hear from you, my man. Well, I was in DC for the game. So uh, you know, I'm like, okay, there's gotta be a pub around that's gotta be that'll show the game, right? Right? It's DC. Of course they would, right? So I called the local pub in Crystal City, Virginia. Are you guys going to show the game? They're like, yeah, we can do that for you. So I get there, and this place is like three tiers, three levels. I know where this TVs is going. TVs everywhere at each level. And uh, like, okay, are they really going to show the game? Because it's all football, football guys, right? You know, football on every screen. And like, okay, is this really going to happen? I get up to the third level, and there's a St. Louis fan sitting there. Oh, no. <laughs> we go over and talk to him. He invites us to the table. And, you know, me and uh, the girlfriend walk away. And she's like, well, do you want to go watch the game over there with that table? I'm like, no. Oh, no way. Right. He not gave me a all. bad attitude. I didn't like his attitude <laughs> right away. So, no, we're not going to go over and sit with him. And the whole game, he was just sitting there just stone-faced, not smiling at all. And I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good, unique experience. It, but the game was only on Apple. I, I thought that story was going to where... They just they were like, oh yeah, sure, we can put a sports game on someone that, that someone is <laughs> requesting, and then that they didn't have access to Apple TV. I did see that complaint among among some fans. We can talk a, a little bit about that about that later. The access to this game, but Nathan, I don't know where you were at exactly on the on the fire Vermees and our dark days and all of that, but long I was season. On fire Vermees. Yeah, you were you were frustrated. I know you were. So where are you at right now? How are you feeling after this sweep of St. Louis? Dude, Vermees is a freaking genius all of a sudden. Oh, yes. There he, we go. I don't I don't know if you remember in 2018, uh I think he subbed in I think it was Diego Rubio against RSL. And Diego Rubio just out of the blue scores that goal and ties up the uh ties up the game. I remember it. Man, it just kind of felt like that. Uh, he's pushing all the right buttons right now, and it's just so good to see right now, especially against St. Turd Balls over there. That's some eating of crow or whatever the hell that bird is that David said last week. I don't know. I don't know what that was, 
But that's that's good. He's not afraid. There you go. Good job. Good good recall yeah. there, Thad Ordalon. Yeah, and at some point, I'm pretty sure my parents were about to kick me out of their house because I uh, <laughs> think after Ndembe's goal, I I said some poor choice of words at St. Louis, and because my <laughs> sister lives there, uh, I think I called them Uh-oh. toasted ravioli pigeon shitters, <laughs> shitter, shit eaters, or something like that. I don't know where pigeon came from, but it makes sense for some reason. I don't know if they have more pigeons there, but it makes dirty sense. Dirty bird for a dirty city. That's, that's the ravioli stuffing. You didn't know that? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's true. <laughs> so this was a complete team win last night. Nathan, you mentioned some subs and some tactical beauty from Vermees. Everyone. I can't think of one person on the field that didn't contribute. Both goals were team goals. Both goals had nutmegs, by the way. Incredible. The buildup on both goals was absolutely beautiful. All the subs made an impact. Roger, with new facial hair, got in there, broke up a play, got a yellow card. Everything you want from Roger Espinoza. Eric Tommy got in there. He had a big tackle and stole the ball, took it the other way. Castellanos even came in after Rosero and, and had at least one good clearance in the box. So every single person did something good. When I was literally going through the roster, I could think of one thing that every player did, and I was missing Remy Voltaire. And then while watching the game again, I saw two moments from him, not necessarily big moments on the field, but there was a moment where Fontes, in frustration, kicked the ball against the boards, and I was ready to see a yellow card from it, and he got away with it. The ref wasn't, wasn't looking and as Fontes was running back into the box, Remy was giving him the use your head, be smart, that kind of thing, keeping him on a level ground. And then after the goal, when they were celebrating, after Logan's goal, they ran over to the fans and they were all right by the fans. Remy gave some hugs to fans. What a guy. Even every every player made a made a, an addition to this game, Thad. Every every single one of them. Especially the St. Louis players. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the the players. I, well, we can talk a little bit about that, but they were lacking some big moments from their big players. Should we have some Gotti Kinda appreciation? <laughs> yes, Klaus. Klaus was missing him and his questionable heritage. <laughs> Robert Gotti Kinda had another another great game. Eric Tommy, who was playing really good, we thought he had a a handle on that spot. And through no fault of Eric Tommy, really, Gotti Kinda was just, you had to put him on the field again, and, and he did quite well. Well, if you saw Peter's quotes uh, before or after the last game, or maybe it was a game before that, but Kinda, you know, made a point to say, hey, I'm ready to play. I'm back in it. You know, he's got a lot going on family-wise, you know, back at home. with what's going on there. And, uh, you know, he told Peter, hey, I'm ready to go. And Peter put him in there, and Gotti has been fire since you know, uh, David likes to talk about Polito being press resistant. Well, I'll tell you what, Gotti Kinda is press resistant, and he's also just so good at keeping the ball in tight spaces. And then, of course, you know, the nutmeg over to Shalloway. A lot of people wouldn't have passed that ball to Shalloway. They would take it themselves. Right. But uh, he was smart enough to, to see that and play the ball to Daniel. So, yeah, Kinda's just been on fire. A little fortunate on that nutmeg. And I think, uh, let's see, what was that guy's name? The right back, Akil Watts, had a howler of a game. Got nutmegged on that play and was getting destroyed by Logan and Shallowy and Russell all night long over in that corner. Well, he's also the one that got Gotti on side, too. So. Right. Yeah, two mistakes in that same play. And then at the end of that, Shallowy really made sure to put that on frame. <laughs> oh, oh come I mean, on made sure to put it on frame he hit it into Berkey and gave him a chance to save it it's like I most know. people would go with the right foot there I, I don't know it worked out I get it but most people go with the right foot and put it you know elsewhere oh it, my goodness it went in it went in <laughs> yes it did oh, nothing else matters damn. I hear the tears <laughs> There's been plenty that he's put in like other places and they were saved. So this time, man, I'm not complaining. Yeah. He didn't put it over the net. He didn't put it just wide. He didn't hit a cameraman behind the boards. Oh, it went in the net. And it's even better. It's even better that it went off Berkey, man, because it could give him an assist. 
<laughs> yeah, I would say for, for all the insane saves that Brookie has had against Sporting this year, to be able to literally put one in off of him, it's great. <laughs> and seeing him smash the ground afterwards. Somebody asked Shallowy because like, oh, you're really tearing up St. Louis this year. And he's like, no, no. He goes, Berkey had my number all all the way up until the previous game. Berkey's been is an incredible player for St. Louis. I'll give him that. But it, it was it was nice to finally just put the ball into the back of the net finally after, against that dude. Well, they saw the floodgates open the game before. Logan is the one that started all of this. Just put it yeah. on his back, said, screw this. He's not a superhero. The goal's pretty big. I'm kicking it at him. <laughs> uh, the Belgian Roberto Carlos. Bobby Carlos. Right. Bobby Carlos. Twelman said top three attacking left back in MLS during the broadcast. I don't know. Certainly in the last couple of weeks he has been. Yeah. yeah. He's not He's not prone to hyperbole at all. Yeah, really. But no, Cody, you know, we're talking about players here. And, you know, I put the note in there, spine. Tell you what, you talked about Remy a little bit earlier, and when you don't hear about Voltaire or Rodoya, that's often a good thing because yeah. they didn't, you know, show you know, they weren't a sieve in the midfield or whatever. But they had their moments, but they have just been so solid. And Rosero and Fontas just repelling cross after cross, blocking shots, um, pressuring the ball in midfield, so you know those penetrating balls aren't played or or whatever. The spine has just been, you know solid and tingling in that matter. So uh, I don't know if uh, Fad is tingling at that point regarding the spine, but perhaps he is. <laughs> that I never got an answer on that. Would you feel a little bit of tingles when the, when the <laughs> players were walking out and the fireworks are going off? You felt a little tingly, right, my man? No, that's nerves at that point. <laughs> no okay, how about, oh, tingly. Tell me you were not tingly during the sway after the game. I was running to the press box, oh, to the God. conference room. I just can't get him. I can't get him. I promise no, no. he's really happy about this win, though. No, I, I, I will say I was, you you could, I don't like tingly, but yeah, I will go with that. <laughs> I was taking photos of sad face St. Louis fans. I was I was trying to find good shots of, you know, That's what I count people who for. just had their lives crushed because they knew that they were such a better soccer city than Kansas City. So, Dad, I saw you at the San Jose game. I tried calling out to you, but you couldn't hear me, obviously. It was during the penalty kick shootout. I don't know if you guys have seen Thad run, but that dude was <laughs> on a mission. Yes. He was. He got that camera out quicker than anybody else over there. It was great. Nathan, have you not watched uh, media games? I mean, Thad moves, man. <laughs> They don't show that on TV, and plus, I was on. I was on well, I was being facetious, but yeah. <laughs> I don't remember running for that man, but yeah, I was yeah. there. It's because you I were swear, just. I thought, I thought, I might have... No, he was it's running. Dip, he was. He's just back. in the zone. He's a true professional. He doesn't even remember. It just. He <laughs> just blacked out. He gets the shot what he needs to because he's a true professional. No, I was already down there. I had it already planned out where to be. Oh. So I must have worked smarter, not harder. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, let's talk about the actual game. Let's recap the match a little bit here. We mentioned a second ago that they were lacking their big players. They were kind of absent. Leuven was act actively hurting them with some terrible, terrible free kicks. Klaus was doing what he does. Adinarin was subbed off at the half. Thad, what happened to their, to their playmakers in this game? Kansas City. I mean... <laughs> 
I don't. I saw a lot of St. Louis fans because I, I was looking at a lot of their social media and stuff and saying about how their Same. players were all bad. But you give no credit to Kansas City when you say that. Uh, you know, if somebody's doing a free kick and it doesn't go where they wanted to, maybe the guy wasn't in the right spot to be there. But Kansas City played played well, and I think it got into their heads. They had when they beat them last game, it was in their heads, and they it would have taken them to to get a probably a lucky goal for them to really be truly in the game, and they got a lucky goal. Fortunately, it was not till the end. The only goals they scored over this entire series were a slop goal off a corner kick that bounced around the box and literally an accident, a mishit cross. And that's from a defense that we were worried about for a very long time this season. So, Robert, Vermees did win the tactical battle. Even a former Vermees out man, Nathan, gave him credit for this one over Bradley Carnell. <laughs> The key, it wasn't even really a mystery. It seemed like after 10 minutes into the game, they just realized that you beat that midfield diamond of St. Louis by switching up the play. Long balls across the field, which this team has done consistently, even through the bad times. We have those guys that can switch up the play and the guys that can handle that cross and then do something with it. So, Robert, what do you think of all of the switches of play in this game? Well, you know, that was very important. And then you get in the left side where you've got the triangle of Gotti, Logan, and Shallowy, and attacking the 23-year-old Watts. I mean, that was clearly a mission. But also just our movement off the ball with Polito, you know, his gravity that he has, um, making runs and pulling defenders away or into space that we want him to be. Like on Logan's goal, the defender comes to Polito up his backside Logan makes the run, and that's one thing we've been really doing well is moving into spaces that are vacated. And we weren't doing that so much earlier in the season, but um, certainly worked like a charm against St. Louis. Yeah, you mentioned Polito in there and, and how and overloading the field. It was the key was after those crosses and after switching the field that Polito was another guy that was overloading the side that before they mm. were switching properly because they did eventually get tired. Uh, and they weren't keeping up with these quick switches of play. Uh, St. Louis. Yeah, on Logan's goal, uh, Taylor, Taylor Twelman right. uh, showed uh, how Blom was flat-footed. Just, just watched Logan go right by him. So they did those quick passes in the box. It, it's like St. Louis kind of stops defending after a certain point. I've seen it on other plays that they do. They worry about you know a first one-two, and then they kind of just are like waiting for someone to shoot, and then they ball watch a little bit and. Logan just crept behind that defender and and had a had a beautiful open shot. St. Louis finished with the lion's share of possession again, over 50%, which has been a death wish for them this season. They cannot play with the ball. They don't know what to do with it. And I think that's, I mean, well, that is, of course, why the full year of stoppage time that was played in this game <laughs> felt like so long because Sporting Kansas City was content to give them the ball there were times where I keep thinking it's like we could have kept possession there for a little bit, like keep possessions. We don't need to be giving it to them. Their goalie is so far up, but it's just, that's just what has worked against this team. They don't know how to be patient. They don't know how to work the ball around. I don't think they have the skill and the players to do it. And yeah, the tactical battle was, uh, was won wholeheartedly in this one. Yeah. After the first 15 minutes, sporting had a lot of possession and then it was the second half where St. Louis kind of, you know, was given the ball and couldn't do anything with it. But uh, we certainly had a really strong spell there that uh, we had a couple of chances. Well, and one thing that I think worked really well for Sporting was that when they did have possession, they were making the most of it. They were uh, using quick restarts. They were using uh, short, quick passes. They were using that time to put so much pressure on St. Louis so that um, it, it was both. They were both having to play on the back foot whenever Sporting Kansas City had the ball and which they're not, which they're not used to doing. And then when, and like you said, they're, they don't know how to, how to work with possession. Um, so it was just re uh, really well done by Vermees. Build up to the first goal. Absolutely beautiful. Logan and Denbe takes it over on the side. A quick one, two, three, I guess, because uh, Gotti Kindo was mixed in there. And Logan just did it again, didn't he? Two goals channeling his inner Seth Sinovic to be the man of these last two games. I think he was the X factor. Alan Polito played great. Daniel Shallowy has played wonderful, but 
I, the key, there, there's an X factor. The margins were thin in this game, and Logan has just been incredible, Robert. Yeah, I mean, I'm a guy who for a long time was not very appreciative of Logan's ability going forward because it wasn't very good. It's only been these last five or six games. But my favorite part of it all, do you see his smiles after both yes. of his goals? It's just such a relief and such a joy in him. And just that's my favorite part. For oh, sure. you're so right. I I actually, my favorite part of it was that he he did just instantly the pure joy in smiling and then remembered like, oh, I'm badass. I'm puffing my chest out now. <laughs> I'm too cool for this. And then he just went straight face and, and did the like, yeah, pointed his head. Vermees talked about how uh, he he and uh, Logan had a talk earlier in the year, and Logan was like, you know, I want to play, I want to, I want more time. And Peter was telling him that he was not, you know, you didn't come into camp in shape. You need to work hard. You need to take this. And he praised about how hard he worked and how he got in shape and everything. And it's that's that's what he's being rewarded with now is that playing time and getting those goals. The second goal was spurred by. Taylor Twelman saying that a sub needs to happen and that sporting has not been doing anything. And then they instantly went on a run. A great finish from Daniel Shallowy. He has been, I I didn't mean to dismiss him earlier to talk up Logan and Denbe because Shallowy has been incredible, immense in these last, man, I guess the, what is it, 11 games now? Seven of the last 11 that sporting have won. He's really turned it on. He was one of the guys I pointed to at the beginning of the season that we needed more from, and he's really been giving it to us, Thad. Yeah, especially this last part of the season. I mean, he got some goals early, but it, you know, it. he's just been playing really well, even if he didn't score. He's just been playing exceptionally well and, and getting up there, creating chances, helping out other people. So what was that move on the and then base goal? Was it a 180 spin and then a nutmeg to Polito? I don't what was that? How did he do that? 180 <laughs> spin flick nutmeg. I don't know. Yeah. It was so beautiful though. <laughs> that is uh Daniel's fifth game winner this season. <clears throat> Mike Kuhn had this stat that that is the third season with Sporting Kansas City that he has scored five match winners in that season. That is absolutely insane. Showtime. And the only one to do that. The only one to do that. Because, of course, that's an insane stat. And he's not even a striker. He's a forward. Showtime Shallowy. He's only 27? 27? Is that right? Is that what Shallowy is? Yes, he is. He's going to be up on that wall someday. That's crazy. (laughs) One of these days. The Hungarian homegrown hitman. I like Assassin. I love a good alliteration. I like, I like Hitman because it's alliteration. Yes. I know. That and I on the same page <laughs> yeah. there. And that's That makes him a Triple H. He's a Hungarian homegrown Hitman. <laughs> so after the two goals, I think everyone was like me and they just felt like one was coming at a certain point. And it did in the most ridiculous fashion. An accidental mishit cross floats uh, off the post and into the corner. The only two goals they scored were not ones necessarily to be proud of. Those are the goals that Crystal Palace scores against Manchester City. (laughs) They got something to hang their hat on. They got a goal. I mean, a a goal followed by the longest stoppage time of my life. And that's not even me complaining about how long the stoppage time was. I think at the very, very end, I think it maybe went a minute too long. Ishmael Elfath gave them at least two more chances than I think were necessary. But the 12 minutes, I actually predicted 12 minutes off the bat. And uh, so, yeah, that that made a lot of sense for me. But it was filled with, we had all of that injury time because of some scary injury moments. We had a bad tackle, horrible tackle from Danny Rosero. And he paid for it. He he got hit with a knee in the face and was stretchered off. Thad, we don't have any word on Rosero yet, do we? No, he was he was asked about it in the press conference, and he said that uh, he hadn't even been back to the, find out anything about him. He goes, I don't even know what happened. And I, I think it was Chad that goes, oh, he was hit in the face with a knee. He goes, yeah, he'll be all right. <laughs> Good Lord, Pete. In three weeks, he will be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got some time. Hopefully that's absolutely nothing, because he's been so solid for this team since uh, he finally settled down and got integrated with the team. I've liked Rosero. I don't know about all you guys, but I think he's massive for us. 
Yeah, and yeah. I kind of thought he was going to get a red card there. But that moment and how long that it took, the shift in momentum, it, and then also having to bring in Castellanos, who has had a, a troubled season this season. Uh, it did. It felt like a red card. The way that the momentum shifted, the way that we were bringing in this fresh guy right off the bat to have to defend this. Was anybody else really kind of scared when Castellanos came on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. I thought it was the only one. Yes, he it turned out to be a good sub. Apparently, so. I mean, it I was it was good I mean, enough, right, Robert? Well, I mean, you guys are talking earlier about you know, oh, you know, Vermees, uh, blah blah blah. Our first sub. That was our first sub, guys. The was 85th that minute. Team? That was our first sub of the whole game. Yeah, we oh. had two in the 85th minute. That's like, where are the subs? When are they going to come on? And that was the first one. But you know, Castellanos, you know, he. He's a great team player. He really is. His heart and soul is with this team for the times that I've interacted with him. And, you know, coming on, sure, that's a tough situation. But I, I was feeling pretty good because uh, I, I like Robert. And then there was another moment with Gotti Kinda. I didn't see this in the cauldron until I watched the replay. But, man, he had a really ugly, really scary-looking injury. I saw him down. I kind of was assuming a little bit of gamesmanship. But a guy who has had knee injuries, the way that knee buckled and overextended Thad, that was that was scary. Yeah, I was a little worried when it happened, but uh, after the game, he seemed really fine, man. So he was he was happy. He was bouncing around. And yeah, uh, Robert, you are right. That was the first sub. It was him and but two came on. Eric Tommy came on for Polito. Yeah. Castellanos came on for Rosero. But they had Shelton up at the same right. time as Tommy. He was going to be coming in at that moment, and when they. When Rosero got hurt, they shifted it and brought in Castellanos. And then Shelton came in later for Johnny. Yeah. That tackle on uh, Yarrow on Shalui, that one was pretty nearly bad too as well. Yeah, it, it could have been cleated him in the ass. Yeah. And then Taylor Twelman's on, on yeah. the broadcast saying, What the hell? This needs to be a red card on Shalui. I, there's just no one. I don't understand why. And that's just a whole conversation we'll probably have later about Taylor Twoman on St. Louis games. Well, Nathan, I'm going to skip right past the way you pronounce shallowy, and I'm not going to find you because it's your first time. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> but you were, you're so right about the – I don't – Taylor Twoman just did not see that foot go directly into Shallowy's ass. I don't know what he was just – you know, he was looking at something else. I know they have – the job they do is not easy. There's a lot going on, so – I understand missing a missing one look that we're all staring at, but yeah, he he was not understanding the uh, the call on that. He thought Daniel was about to get a red card for it. Yeah, he was calling for about three red cards on SKC players last night. It's been really funny listening to both Sporting Kansas City fans and St. Louis fans complaining about Taylor Twelman being a homer for the other team, or being too <laughs> beneficial to the other team. I didn't hear anything from anybody last weekend from the game st louis fans did not like his performance last week they they were saying that he was like overcompensating so he didn't seem like he was impartial which honestly i could i could see that i've i've felt that a couple times but also he's just telling it like it is he he's acknowledging how great sporting kansas city have been playing how great the players are are playing he is obsessed with logan and denbe almost as much as I am obsessed with Logan and Denbe. <laughs> it's also oddly obsessed with Alan Polito. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, I could watch I could watch this from Polito all night. And I mean, he's right. If he's not scoring goals, the impact he's making is immense for us. So get those assists and we'll keep getting these wins. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We mentioned yeah. the three-week break. We've got some nagging injuries, a lot of ices on legs after that game. Rosero, we don't have any word on him. Hopefully we'll get something like that this week. But it sounded like almost Vermees was just acknowledging there was some gamesmanship there, and he wasn't worried about his player being stretchered off the field. So we got three weeks for Rosero to recover. Gotti Kinda also had that bad injury where he was taken out for a little bit. He was dealing with nagging injuries. He's also got some time to recover. But Thad, Polito had a massive bag of ice on his knee and there was a limp. I don't know if it was because he was carrying 10 pounds of ice on that leg or if because it was hurting or what, but he did get subbed out, and uh, there are a lot of nagging injuries on this team. Uh, he got taken down hard a couple of times too, man. I mean, you talked yeah. about some other guys, but he got taken down pretty hard at a couple of them. Because, I, I, again, I kind of go through I, – I see moments of the game differently than people watching it, and I also don't see things everybody else sees. But I saw him get taken down, and I got a shot of him just going down really hard with uh, one of those tackles. So it could be that. Hopefully it's not anything serious, but I don't think it is if he's walking around. And I don't think 10 pounds of ice will bother him as strong as his legs are. Nathan, where do you stand with Alan Polito and his new contract and one goal since signing? Uh, I think it's a little too long, but it's fair. He's earned it. He's came. He's come back and scored, what? what is it, 15 goals? 15 goals since he's came back? That, yeah, 14, mm, 14, 15, something like that. He he's gonna he's he's up there for new uh, not newcomer of the year uh, comeback player of the year absolutely he, think, he's special for us this season I think a lot of people are with you on that maybe a little too long with given his age but he's that guy he's been the difference maker for us yeah but he could just be like uh, another I mean he's not exactly David Villa but he could oh, maybe no. turn out to be like that don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. David Villa was just trotting around the middle of the park for a little bit. Polito is always going to do that running, I hope. Scores a halfway banger. We'll take that. So the three-week break. Is this a good thing for a team with nagging injuries? Or, Thad, is this a bad thing for the hottest team in the league to have to sit and wait for the next three weeks? I don't think it's a good thing, but everybody's going to be affected by it the same way. I mean, even teams that teams will have to play this next weekend, they're still going to have two weeks right. off. So it's everybody's going to be affected by it. So I know Vermees said that, again, that was a challenge that he's going to have to face, and he's going to have to figure out some way to keep them hot. And I don't know if they're going to call up a, a USL team somewhere to train against and try to kick the shit out of them or what, but I, he'll be doing something to try to keep them sharp. Robert, are they going to be fit for this next game? You know, they were talking about how Johnny's been carrying his injury for yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite even a while, him. actually. Yeah. So I'm hoping that these uh, three weeks are really good for Johnny because uh, Johnny at full strength is just going to make it that's that much better. But uh, overall, I think, like like you said, that every team's going to have to deal with this layoff, and I don't think it's going to be a major thing. And, and most teams are dealing with at least some injuries. I mean, most don't have as many injuries as Sporting has had, obviously, but – most of them have at least some, so they've dealt with it pretty well so far. The second half of the season, not the first third, but I think the layoff might impact us in that. Right now, it's the hungry attitude we have, and you've got to keep feeding that for that three weeks, and and you know have it when you play when you start right away at those ninety minutes. So we'll see. There, there was something that um, uh, Tolman mentioned on the broadcast that, you know, there is that hunger attitude. There is that momentum that uh, Sporting's been carrying. But also, this has been going on since May 1st. Um, so this is yep. more than just form. This is actually who the team is. Um, and I think that this layoff would hurt a team that has a bunch of momentum coming in. But it also, it's looking more and more likely that it's going to be Houston. Uh, who we end up with in the next round, depending on how the rest of this uh, match goes tonight. Um, but Houston's on a similar run of form where they have lost once in league play since July to Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> we are awaiting the finish to game two versus, or game two between Houston and RSL. 
Houston won game one and they are up at the half. Nathan, I share the sentiment with a lot of fans that everything after this point feels like gravy. It's all just going to be good after this. No, no expectations, nothing like that. No, there's, there's really nothing that everybody should be really proud of this team right now. This team's been just phenomenal. Like Robert's been saying what Ben been saying. Everybody's been saying it since May 1st. Um, I haven't said that out loud. I am proud of this team. I'm you, proud you need of to say it more, Cody. We Be should. damn proud of everybody on this team, especially Timelia. That dude, that dude is ageless all of a sudden. Um, I really think that everybody should be really proud of this team. I, I still think there should be some decent changes to the starting eleven, in my opinion. Um, preferably a in the off season, for, you mean? Or yeah, in the off season, right? Once, once, once we. Uh, win the MLS Cup, of course. Of course. Um, but there, we, we do need probably another solid center back. Uh, we need more backup wingers because, in my opinion, uh, Marinos is not it. Oh, um, yeah. Janice has disappeared, hasn't he? he? He has. He was decent last season, but I don't know what happened this year. But as for expect, expectations as the rest of these, these playoffs go, just vibe with it, guys. Yes. Vibe. yes. I love it. Just vibe with it. That's definitely Thad's general aura. Thad, do you have expectations for these next games? Yeah. I, I want at least one more round, man. One more round. I want them to go down to Houston. I want them to, to beat Houston. If it ends up being Salt Lake, I want them to go fucking Salt Lake and beat them. Because they're I still consider those guys rivals too. Yeah, either way. Either way, we're hearkening back to just classic MLS yeah. postseason rivalries. Oh. Yeah, man. I, I harbor old grudges, man. There's people Same. I've hated for 40 freaking years, man. I don't like Houston. I don't like RSL. I was explaining to, to a friend of my daughter's tonight, like, why we don't like Houston. And I explained to her why we don't like RSL. Goes back to the fight we had in preseason with RSL, man. Screw them. I want them to lose. I want Sporting to beat them. And Who do you I want, want to, to beat more? Them. Do you want to beat Houston or RSL more? RSL. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know RSL who I want to beat more. I think RSL is better this season. We just beat Houston not very long ago. Yeah. And we also just beat RSL not too long ago. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've beaten all six remaining teams. We've beaten pretty much everybody. You know, RSL did uh, screw us up on the playoffs a couple of years ago, so that's maybe the one to hate more. Oh, dude, that game was heartbreaking. I know. But hey, for me, guys, the sad thing, in a sense, if you're going to pick one sad thing, is you know the crowd in St. Louis, the crowd in, in Kansas City, you know this last game, you're not going to get that in Houston or RSL. So no. that's that's to me is disappointing because I just love that atmosphere. If it's in Houston, you guys going? I'm broke. I only got 20 hours of vacation left, <laughs> and I have to use that at Christmas time. Dad, didn't you hear at the beginning of this? I said we're volunteers for this. We don't have a sponsor <laughs> sending us to Houston to cover the game. Well, I think we need to seek a sponsor to at least pay for gas, man. I'll drive. I'm down. Drove to the St. Louis game and came back at 1 in the freaking morning. So, Oh, yeah. That's a fun drive right there. Yeah. You had three other people to keep you awake, so that was good. And just think of how fun <laughs> the trip back from Kansas City to St. Louis was for all those sad St. Louis fans on Sunday. It's yeah. a beautiful thought. So sad. That Dude, makes Saint, me even happier. Thank you. And to think Saint of, Louis fans are so funny after they lose. It's just <laughs> amazing. After it was the first, the first time we hosted them, I was walking outside the cauldron, and there's this one guy going, "God, this is such a shit city. I don't even understand why it even exists. It's like, who even made this barbecue? I'm like, oh, good God, lord. You, you you just lost one game, man. Calm down. No, they yeah. they get regularly dunked on by the rest of MLS. And I this isn't just me like being being petty and calling our rivals like not good at banter, but I repeatedly see people getting owned from St. Louis from from a bad take or just them not being good at this banter. I need to see someone there's a guy on Reddit that is just he's just really mean. I guess he's maybe one of the best banterers for them. But no, they me Monday was just running a train on St. Louis, on the MLS subreddit. <laughs> if you are bored this week, scroll through the MLS subreddit. 
It is a wonderful, wonderful place to be. Peter Vermees was getting vindicated there. There's the bus and the train meme for Peter yep. fucking Vermees busting through the bus. And uh, that was so good. That's, that might have been my favorite one. And then if you look at the comments, he's getting respect from other teams. There's a Houston Dynamo fan in there, like calling him a legend. And yeah, man, that's the Peter Vermees lovers are still out there. People were just pretty quiet yeah. this season. <laughs> In some fairness, almost every expansion team comes in hot and hard and think they're the God's gift to soccer. St. Louis may came in hotter and harder and that, but almost all of them do. And it's just, it's always good when the, they get two or three years in, you know, Austin was a little bit bad. Uh, you know, Seattle was terrible. Toronto was terrible. Uh, Atlanta was terrible. They, they've all those fans bases were like, they think they're God's gift to soccer St. Louis has a little more attitude because they have a, they do actually have a history in soccer. It's just not been in this century. It's from a hundred years ago. Yeah. yeah, they won two Open Cups or something. In years, it was that like don't five, but it was real. like back in the thirties. Yeah, something like that. Still a low number <laughs> from like three different teams. Yeah, and and they were amateur teams. <laughs> What's our favorite name to call St. Louis? They've had a lot of names in their first year, a lot of ways to make fun of them. We've got Dog Food FC, got Alphabet Soup. I really like Alphabet Soup. That's a good one. And then you've got, of course, St. Louis City FC City FC. (laughs) The all caps, the all pinks, St. Louis Shitty. That's a great one. St. Louis Shitty. I think that might be my favorite. That's what I've been calling them. Dad, what's your favorite name to call St. Louis? I don't know, man. I I've, I've struggled with that because again, I don't want to hate on St. Louis too much since that's where I was born. But um, that's why I, that's why I was really excited for this. I like when you talk bad about your hometown. I I want to talk bad about the team more than I do. But even again, even a lot of the team stuff was pretty first class what they did. But okay, well, fans, all of those man, names, all those names I gave you, those are team specific. Yeah, I mean, for a while I was kind of calling them the St. Louis Square Cuts because you know the pizza thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good one i like that i'm still trying to come up with what i you know i do kind of like the all pinks though because that will just irritate the shit out of them no i think they're proud of the pinks i think they like that they call them their pink jerseys also up close it is more pink than i thought at a distance it's yeah. like off red and maybe a little pinkish but yeah walking through their their sad fans exiting the stadium it's pink my sister's boyfriend gets mad at me every time I'm telling him why he's not, why is he wearing pink? And he's like, dude, it's city red. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, good. They are bothered by it then. And yeah, I guess yeah. if they, they don't officially call it pink, like the official branding is city red. So yeah. Well, official branding isn't always very accurate. I mean, Kansas City current isn't really teal either. So no. <laughs> Okay, boys, we can wrap up here. Thad, anything we've missed from this? You want to get in a final word? Yeah, I mean, I still like the fact that we have more names than they've had playoff games. What are all of our names? What do you mean? Wiz, Wizards, and Sporting. Oh, oh, I didn't even get that. I'm sorry. That was good. (laughs) Robert, what about you? I, first of all, gateway to the off season because, like uh, Ben said earlier, we're gonna be able to hold that over them for the rest of our lives. So uh, I like that one. But uh, you know, I just like the fact that sporting is just everybody on the team is fighting from the front forwards, front line to the back to to Amelia. I mean, let's not discount Amelia's save on uh, Klaus about the 68th minute as well. So, but uh, I just love how this team is fighting right now as a, as a unit. We did not even mention that save from Melia. That was a big moment. We all kind of knew. We knew Tim Melia was going to have to come up with one of those moments. Yeah. And he did. And it was delicious that it was off of Klaus. And he did kind of the same thing that he did the week before that. And very untree like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he got down low for that one. Nothing like a tree because Tim Melia is great. So, where do we stand on building him a statue? My God, after that game, I, there's so many statues need to be built. Logan and Denbe's form on the stunner at the away game, that should be a statue. Daniel Shallowy's working his way into a statue. You know what? We just need a whole statue of this team, right? On the, well, the Amelia statue, the question is, you, do you have to have a penalty spot, like, you know, 12 yards in front of him? <laughs> somebody, somebody messaged me saying, no, 
it needs to be a brick wall. Nobody's ever thought of that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure St. Louis has thought of that. Robert, that's actually a good idea. They should do this in the Sprint Plaza. <laughs> Tim Melia's statue could be like a whole area, and they do the yeah. whole penalty box and everything. I like this. We're working. Kids, kids could come up and like shoot balls at it, and you know, before the game, just bounce it off there. It'd be like being saved by Tim. But Mia. they never score, so they'd walk away pissed off. <laughs> we should sh- seriously shout out to all the fans that came out yesterday. They were just incredible. Yes, give a I, shout I wasn't out even, to the I, was, I, just, I wasn't even there, and they were so loud. It was just crazy on that first goal. While talking about the atmosphere, we didn't we didn't even talk about how the difference in the stadium for that first game where St. Louis came here and this game where they came here. Sporting Kansas City fans packed that stadium. I was a little nervous about it, just knowing that St. Louis is going to be planning this in advance. They're going to be buying up tickets immediately. And I, I was very worried about, you know, the casual fans that are just like, we kind of, we all kind of decide to go the day of. We've been here before. We have a history. This isn't our Super Bowl and our first season that we're doing this. So I was really kind of expecting to see more red in that stadium. And it was great to see them confined to that little corner. I yeah. agree. agree. And I had to watch it without sound, guys. You know, actually the sound I had was all the football fans cheering for the Dallas Cowboy Eagles game. But then I rewatched it tonight, and my favorite part was when uh, St. Louis tried to boo in Denbe, yes. and we just cheered over him. <laughs> it was just dueling cheers. Logan and Denbe was a hot button issue in this game. Every time he touched it, it was boos and cheers. That's our guy. The Cavs in full effect, indefinitely. Spartak. Anything to shake this book.